Hey, I'm Ben. And I'm Wolf, and welcome to this podcast has no name. If I subtract four from two and carry the one, it's uh, the podcast that just doesn't have a name. That's right. We had a pretty good episode today. We talked about uh, the Russian spy whale that's been blowing up on Twitter. After that, we discussed uh, how movies and TV shows impact our lives so greatly or not greatly at all. And we finished up by discussing podcasting as a medium and what our general opinions are. Hope you all enjoy. Speaking of spies, Ben, I saw an interesting story uh, over the weekend about spies. I have my beliefs that it was probably not interesting. Well, fine, then. I won't share it. All right, end of the episode. Thanks for watching, (laughs) folks. Just be like, fine, then. Fuck you, and then just stop recording. (laughs) If you'll take a moment to indulge me and be so kind, I was on Twitter, and I saw that uh, some Norwegian fishermen were uh, out on their boat when a beluga whale swam up next to them. And when it got closer, it had a harness on that said equipment of St. Petersburg, as in St. Petersburg, Russia. And it is now believed that this whale was property of the Russian Navy, and they believe that it may have been a Russian spy whale. Okay, so my first two questions that come to mind after hearing that are are pretty pretty basic. What the fuck is a whale going to do to help a country that might need information? But number two, what the fuck is the... What are they going to get from Norway? Like, what does Norway have... That some, somewhere like, I don't know, the states wouldn't have. Like, what is, what is the idea behind Norway? Well, to answer the Norway thing, uh, apparently the whale had uh, escaped from the Russian Navy and was just doing its own thing when it came up on the boat. And apparently the whale uh, had been trained to, like, you know, get food from people. So it probably saw the people on the boat and was like, oh, dinner time. So that's probably why it was so approachable. Second of all... But- uh, that's that's insane. It's a rogue Russian spy beluga whale. Yeah, I'm surprised it wasn't. I like... mean, you know, I've heard I've heard bizarre things in my life, but I never would have thought that that would be something that I'd hear as a serious news article. Oh, when when I saw it, I legitimately thought it was an Onion article. But it was not. No, it wasn't. There was like multiple media outlets, like Sky News and all that stuff, that were reporting on it. Um, and they had video of the whale. Like somebody on the boat had videotaped the whale. You said Sky News. I didn't hear Fox News. Everything other than Fox News is fake fake news, man. Fake news. I don't even know where to go with that one, but uh, <laughs> I was trying to be funny, and then I just blanked because I was so into the whale story. But yeah, so the whale apparently, uh, I don't know if it's true, if it's a spy or not. Let's be real. If you were looking at animals to be spies, I don't think anybody would suspect a whale. That is a fair point. Like, I mean, like if I was looking at like a wolf or something, I'd probably think, yeah, this this fucker knows something. Did you did but, you think of wolf because my name is Wolf? Yeah, that's exactly why I said <laughs> yeah. it, and I'm really glad that you picked up on that. Well, because it, it's kind of hard not to, because it's my own name. Well, here's the other reason I, I said wolf, um, because uh, I wrote something on my notes for the episode that said uh, something that you had mentioned, and uh, it was an animal name that was in front of me, and it didn't require thought, so. I'm just being a douche at this point. Right. So that leads me into my question. Uh, Having read this article, Ben, I thought we could play a little game. If you had to pick an animal to be a spy, what animal would you pick to do that and why? I'm going to take this one to the commercial break so I can think think about it here. (laughs) I thought you would have thought of something by now. (laughs) Uh, What am I going to go with? I I already knew... I already know what mine is. 
All right, so here's here's my initial thoughts. I'm gonna I'm gonna list off a couple animals here, and I'm gonna kind of create like a little little list and like pros and cons, and then I'm gonna narrow it down. We're gonna have a judging committee, and then by the end, I'll have a decision. So, first animal, skunks. You know, defense mechanism. No one's gonna go near a skunk, right? Great spy. But but for that reason, that skunk's never gonna get shit because you know no one's gonna go near him. So scratch that off the list. Next next animal here. My thought: porcupines. You can hide the video camera between the spikes and you can get video footage of whatever the fuck they want so like porcupine would be pretty dope but i think i'm gonna i'm gonna have to go with a llama because you never suspect anything from a lot like llamas are just kind of like you know the the middle the middle ground you know like they're not prey but they're not predators but i think a llama okay but let's let's uh contextualize that let's say you're walking downtown in calgary and you're being followed by a llama. Okay, so I'm getting followed by a llama. Yeah, would that not be like, huh, where did that llama come from in downtown Calgary? Okay, but by that same token, if I had a beluga whale in downtown Calgary, I'd be a little bit more surprised too than like a fucking llama. Fair enough. I'm going to have to say that 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 is a good point though. Um, well, I mean, then you kind of just be focusing on like what you have easy access to, I guess. But mm-hmm. if that's the case, like, like Canadian geese are like they're pretty common. I would say that most people don't want to fuck with a Canadian goose, which would make it harder for it to become a spy. But that's besides the point. Russians will go to very many extents for spies, I, su- I suppose. But um, I think Canadian geese, just because they're, they're they're assholes, so no one would go near them. You could you could believe that you might see a goose downtown, but also like um, they're fat, so you could fit a lot of stuff on them. For lack of more politically correct terms, Canadian geese are fat. Okay, is that what you're going with then? I'm gonna go with a goose. Canadian goose. All right, now here here's my uh, my thoughts on the matter. I've got a, a two animal arsenal here for my spy organization. I think, God damn. yeah, I know. I've really, I've taken the time to think this out. Uh, I've been thinking about it since I saw that article on like Saturday. But uh, cats, just like cats, because cats for, are pretty. For what reasoning? Well, if you'd let me get to it, Ben, I would tell you. All right, all right. Because, <laughs> um, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would cats because uh, I mean, you know, just generally, you kind of see cats walking around anyway, like any city you go to there's a couple strays or like people have outdoor cats that wander around and to me a cat is a pretty like um trying to think of the word like if a cat walked up to me on the street i wouldn't be like scared of it or anything you know like you're pretty unassuming toward cats unless you're allergic to them so i think that'd be a pretty safe animal to have like nobody would suspect that this cat following them around is uh uh, you know, spying on them unless it has the GoPro mounted on its head, but that's another logistical problem. With the the size of GoPros lately, it's just it's been decreasing for years. So I mean, anything's possible. Right. And the other animal that I'm thinking of uh, is an owl. The flight aspect is something I never considered. Yeah. See, I thought you would have keyed in on that, but I, I, here's the reason why not just any bird, an owl, because they can rotate their head all the way around. They've got full coverage. Right, wherever you are, they can see you. That, and then if something happens and they get made, their cover gets blown, they can fly away. You know, 
it, it has become very evident very quickly to me that uh, you've thought this out and I have not. Well, to be fair, I presented you with this uh, idea about 15 minutes ago, so... Fair enough. Fair enough. So I guess I have to ask then, given our choice animals, mm-hmm. those being on my end, a Canadian goose, and on your end, one times cat and one times wolf. No. Owl. Owl. How to look at the fucking animal. You hear that? You hear that? Good. That's scratched out now. All right, now, <laughs> one times cat and one times owl. How would you go about training these animals? I'll let you start because you've thought this out a lot more and I need time. I'll be honest with you, uh, I really didn't get that far. I'd like to know how you're going to train your Canadian goose to be a spy. So we'll get to that in a minute. But uh, as far as training my uh, feline friends and my uh, owl, um, I don't know. Yeah, I, I really what treats. I'd presume. Yeah, I mean, I've never, I've never had a cat in my life, so I don't really know how to train a cat. Yeah, as far as training cats, uh, you know, I get a get a big box of those uh, Whiskus cat treats, whatever they are. Uh, maybe, some, maybe some liver snaps, and uh, just probably sit in my back lane and wait for a stray to come around and uh, strap a GoPro on it, and uh, you know. So you're not even going to have them complete a spy application form. They're just going to be recruited on the spot. Uh, I'm not exactly a high-budget operation here. Uh, once I buy three or four GoPros, that'll probably be the extent of my uh, budget for this uh, whole operation. Fair enough. Owls now. Owls. Yeah, Let's owls. get to owls. That one will be a little bit more uh, tricky because uh, I don't know how to catch an owl. Um, I assume there's YouTube videos that explain in depth how to catch owls. So I'll probably have to watch a few of those uh, to get a general concept of how to go about it. Um, and again, once you've got them caught, uh, strap a GoPro on there, and uh, you're about good to go. There you go. And that's how you do it, folks. Yeah. Right now for the uh, the old Canadian goose Canadian goose action plan here. First and foremost, you know I'm going to visit the, the visit the local library because you you can never go wrong by looking up the uh, how to train a Canadian goose for dummies because that's always going to be uh, got to be a reliable resource so I'll figure out how to do that once I can train a Canadian goose to actually you know approach me and not peck my fucking life away I would uh, I don't know bribe it into my program something like a multi-level marketing scheme or something where they have to pay up front to be a part of my spy program but they'll get rewarded <laughs> by recruiting other members so essentially, the thought process there is that with one, that one will train many others to become spies, and I won't even need, I won't even need a GoPro because I'm sure I could train a Cadian Goose on how to talk. My dog is like losing his shit, and it's I can see it showing up on my recording right now. Yeah, so uh, basically what you're telling me is you're going to have a Canada Goose pyramid scheme. But also like essentially like a, like a cult. At the same time, so well, isn't that kind of what cool. pyramid schemes are? Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, definitely. That is what I'd say they are. Honestly, whenever I think of pyramid schemes, my mind always circles back to that episode of The Office where uh, Michael Scott gets involved in a pyramid scheme and is trying to convince everyone else that he didn't get involved in a pyramid scheme. Yeah, that was a pretty good one. I mean, <laughs> for TV shows, on the side of TV shows, there's. 
lots of good ones, and I have to say that that was probably one of the better episodes of The Office. Just that moment was pretty fun. I don't even remember what episode, but I just remember him going like, no, it's not a pyramid scheme. It's more of a, uh, like, really trying to convince himself he wasn't involved in a pyramid scheme, and then Jim takes the marker from him and just draws a triangle around what he had been writing on the board. I enjoyed that. Yeah, that was a good... Uh, it was a good show. It was a good one. Good. You know, I have to say, my favorite, my favorite episode from there was uh, that time when uh, Michael Scott, when he uh, signed himself up for a donation to a marathon, not knowing that it was a per mile donation, and he suddenly owed like so much money. That one is actually probably number two in comparison to promising several kids college tuition, education, uh, yeah, money, whatever you want to call that. Yeah, the Scott. I think Tuition's it was word, think. Scott's Tots was the name of the thing he had come up with. Yeah, uh, and then he had to the- break the news. Not realizing that he was actually going to have to pay it years later. Yeah, because you know that's how life works, I guess. Which, uh, which, which leads me to my next question for you: movies or TV shows? Why? What? What? Are you are you a movie guy? Are you a TV guy? Like, do you prefer watching TV shows or movies? Um, I'm sure. Lately, I've been trying to watch more movies just because uh, my I didn't watch a lot of movies growing up. Like, if you can think of any classic movies off the top of your head that you know you think that a person should have seen at some point in their lifetime, I probably haven't seen them. Like, I haven't seen any of the Star Wars movies, for example. And most of the time, when I tell people that, they're like, "What? Yes, you have. Don't bullshit." At which point, I tend to walk away. But uh, so I'm probably more of a TV show guy. I mean, Netflix uh, has been a big deal for me because I can watch shows like back to back to back like that as opposed to having to wait week to week which used to piss me off so yeah I'd say more of a TV show guy but uh, what about you? I'd have to agree on that because you know movies are just like they're, they're a commitment like like when I do something in a day I got like a, maybe 20 minutes of attention span so like Netflix has been pretty pretty helpful in that sense that like I don't need to commit to watching a three or four hour movie which literally in the next hour or so I'm going to uh, the mall to the uh, movie theater to go and to go and spend my my night watching Avengers Endgame which is supposedly going to be one of the, the highest grossing movie ever once it's done it's all said and done that is um, but uh, I do not enjoy the prospect of sitting in a movie theater movie theater for three hours and two minutes because that just sounds terrible and after like probably 30 minutes I either get it or I hate it if I hate it I just don't want to be there like I've I have walked out of movies before that just fucking sucked because I'm not going to waste my time watching something like that so I mean TV shows are nice and especially like TV shows or movies at home are even better because I can just like tune out and not have to be out a whole bunch of money but uh, TV shows are a bit better because like if it's really interesting like I'll watch a lot more than I would a movie because you think about like an average TV show is like eight episodes in a season, half an hour episodes, like that's longer than the average movie would be, but uh, more engaging, and I can stop and not feel like I'm lost in the middle of a movie like I would if I stopped a movie versus a TV show at the end of an episode. So I'd say I'd say TV, and I'm the same way with that. most of the movies that I've seen are like uh, movies that nobody's really heard of or cares about. So I mean, there's that too, like. Star Wars, Lord of the Rings, that shit I really haven't seen. And by shit, I mean works of art, but I haven't seen it. <laughs> so go, I want to go back to something you said in there. Like you said, you find a TV show to be less of a commitment than a movie. Well, yes and no. I, I realize after I say that, that that doesn't really make a lot of sense because there's a lot more to a TV show. But it's less of a short-term commitment. Like, I don't have to sit there and follow the entire story right now. 
I can continue it later and not feel lost. Like, for example, I watched Now You See Me 2 on Netflix, and it was a good movie. Like, I enjoyed it, but I stopped halfway through, and when I finished the movie, I really didn't remember what had happened, to be honest, because I'd watched it two weeks, like, the rest of the movie, the last hour, like, two weeks later. So I was lost, whereas a TV show, like, if I start two weeks later, like, you still remember the characters, you remember what's happened because you've seen enough episodes. Um, and there's storylines for every episode, so it kind of flows a bit better. So it's a short-term, less of a short-term commitment, but more of a long-term commitment, I guess. Right, no, I see what you mean. Was there ever uh, piggybacking on that? Did you ever watch a show, uh, Netflix or otherwise, that you like really tried to uh, like and really tried to keep watching but just couldn't? Uh, yes and no. Uh, there was this one show, I think it was called like uh, IT Department or something like that on Netflix. Mm-hmm. No, oh, it's like I, a, I know what you're talking IT about. Yeah. Or something. But uh, I, I enjoyed the first episode, so I tried to keep watching, but it just went downhill real quick, and it just was not that interesting. But to be honest with you, The Office was one uh, that I thought was going to be like that for the first two seasons, because the first two seasons are kind of boring, to, to be honest. Like, they, they, don't, they don't really get into it really quickly, and I think it was mostly because they had lots of ideas, but not a lot of funding, if I can understand it correctly, based on looking at the show itself. But um, getting past those first two seasons probably took me like a year and a half, which is pretty brutal. But after that, I watched the next seven seasons within the span of a month. The Office was really like that, but all right. Well, I can think of yeah. two. I can think of two off the top of my head that like um, that I tried watching and couldn't finish, and these are different reasons. So the first one is a, it was a show on Netflix called Love. I think I've heard of it. It's a, a Judd Apatow show, and uh, I. I don't know, I, I think the general premise of it that I read sounded good, and the first couple episodes were interesting. Yes, actually, yes. I've tried, and I watched the first five episodes and then stopped, so yes, I know exactly what you're talking about, it just clicked. Yeah, no, I, 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 I don't know how long I got into it, but like a few episodes, I didn't finish, maybe I finished the first season, I can't remember, but I watched a bit, and then eventually I just realized that it was, I was forcing myself to watch it, and it was too cringy. Uh, I thought the girl in it was cute, and that might have uh, kept me going for another couple episodes. But I was just like, oh, I, this is—I can't watch this anymore. This is too, too stupid for me. It was so, so cringy. Yeah. And like, you know the thing that sucks about that is when I watched it, I just finished um, Freaks and Geeks, which was probably one of the best TV shows I've watched, like maybe ever. I don't want to like say ever though, because like there's a lot. But I mean, I don't know. I really enjoyed it, and then I went and watched that, and my opinion of Jub- J- fuck Judd Apatow changed very, very quickly after that. So well, I'm gonna be honest on that one. They can't all be, you know, greatest hits, but uh, it wasn't my cup of tea. And I'm sure there are a lot of people that like it. And uh, for those of you that do, that's cool with me. I just it wasn't my thing. And the other show that uh, came to mind when I thought of something I couldn't finish was Archer. I've watched one episode. It yeah. was in the middle of the, the, the series, though. So. Like, I started watching I it. I really um, know if it was good. Somebody recommended it to me, and I started watching it because it kind of... Like, I, I like cartoons. I like Family Guy and shows like that. So I watched Archer, and it's the same kind of humor, sort of. And I remember the first episode was, like, hilarious. And I watched probably, I think, eight seasons of it. Mm-hmm. And I really liked it until uh, the last couple. Like, I think they're... they're I know they they're doing season 10 and then that's it they're calling it quits but i remember like season eight like the premise of it became really dumb to me like 
I don't, I don't really want to get into it because it's a lot to explain, and I'm sure people who are fans of the show will tell me that I'm getting some of the plot part, plot points uh, wrong, but it just it, it got kind of so twisted around to me that I just wasn't enjoying it anymore, and like I think it went on a few seasons too many. I mean, a lot of shows, I feel like, reached that point. And to be honest, The Office was kind of one of them. I think the last season was really only there to close it out, and they probably could have done a better job had they shortened it by a season. It was a little too stretched. But I think that kind of comes with once they start losing uh, viewership or it goes down in any way. Um, they just they don't care anymore, which is fair. I'm not, I'm not That's not to say that that's necessarily a bad thing, but, yeah, it just kills it. Kills yeah. it dead. But yeah, for that sure. That actually brings me to another thought here, which is, like, long-running TV shows. Like, you think about The Simpsons in, like, 20-something years it's been running now. How do they manage to make a show engaging enough to a viewer, a viewer fan base, whatever, um, that they watch it for such a long period of time? Yet there's TV shows that don't even last a season that are probably better, I'd say, overall than The Simpsons. I don't. Maybe I'm wrong mm-hmm. on that, but it's interesting that you bring that up because uh, I watch a lot of British television. Yeah, and they they really do things differently. Like. Uh, some people might not know that The Office started off as a British show. That it did. And uh, that was Ricky Gervais that started it. And the original incarnation of The Office, which was uh, done in the UK, only lasted for two seasons, or two series as they call it over there. But it was only two seasons, and then uh, in the States, some producers in the States wanted to pick it up and keep it running over there. Like You'd be surprised how many shows started off in the UK or elsewhere and then came to America as like a adaptation. Yeah, I'd believe it. I think the tastes are a lot different and something that wouldn't work there might work here. So there's that too. Yeah. So like, I'm trying to think off the top of my head. I know, I know a bunch that started in the UK that made their way over to the States. Um, I can't really think of, Oh, one would be, uh, there was that, do you remember the show? Whose line is it anyway? Yes. Yeah, that started in the UK and then that made its way over to the States. So almost anything in the States, you could probably find origins of it from the UK or somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like the, the thing in the UK is most shows over there don't run that long. Like the original UK run of The Office went for two seasons. One of my favorite shows is a show called Faulty Towers, mm-hmm. uh, which is uh, John Cleese. Uh, from Monty Python, and that only ran for two seasons. Monty Python, I think, ran for six seasons, but John Cleese left after the fourth. I might be wrong about that, but he did leave at one point, and the last couple were not. Last wow. couple seasons were not very good. So, like, to their I think their mindset in the UK and elsewhere is qual, uh, quality over quantity. So it's like, like yes. the thing. The thing with Faulty yep. Towers was like it was written by John Cleese and his wife, whose name escapes me at the moment. But it went for two seasons. I think it only had a total of fourteen episodes. And they're just like, wow. do do you think we can do anything more with this? And they're just kind of like, no, I think we've done all that we can with these characters. So there's no point in stretching it into eight seasons where the last six are just mindless. You know, you know, there's no substance to them, and it's just stretched out for uh to make more money so that's kind of what the office turned the american version of the office turned into because in my mind that show should have ended when michael left agreed on that one big time 
like that could have been the perfect end scene for that show you know pam hugging michael in the airport him leaving that's it like that was i think season seven or six something like that yes that that would have been plenty but then they stretched it another two or three seasons after that while ben is doing that i'd like to take the time to talk to our listeners about this week's sponsor trojan condoms all right that's it that's it that's it that's it that's all no more why well, are you so, gonna start, are you gonna start laughing no i just i, I don't want to have to edit more of that out let's talk about superhero movies and how garbage they are i mean not really because i'm going to watch endgame and i'm not really super pumped about it but like whatever um what if i told you that the top 10 grossing movies of all of those 10 six of them are superhero movies would you be surprised by that fact I, w- I wouldn't have been surprised if you had said all ten of them are superhero movies, because I mean there's a huge market for them. They've done very well the last few years. I mean I don't watch a ton of movies, but I watched the first Deadpool movie when it came out a couple years ago, and I really enjoyed that movie. So I mean I can see like like Marvel and DC have such huge fan bases built off of the comics and TV shows that whenever they do get around to making movies it's always a really big deal like i've never seen this movie but it's been on my netflix list for a long time but uh, the dark knight with uh heath ledger as joe as the joker is something that i've been meaning to watch because apparently it's supposed to be one of the best performances in a movie ever that's from like 2009 right uh it might even be before that um yeah i think so i remember watching that out like a a few years ago on TV it was on, and uh, I, I did kind of enjoy it as someone who's not a huge superhero fan, but I just, you never really know how big the fan bases are until you actually, like, I don't know, like, start um, watching them and seeing how many people show up to the theaters and seeing, like, the the results uh, from, like, opening weekends and shit like that. Like, Endgame is number 10 in the standings, and it hasn't even been out for a week yet. Like, that's crazy to me. And they're opening theaters for 24 hours because there's so much demand that they need to have more viewings. And that's just, I can't wrap my head around that. That's crazy. There's a lot of people watching a fucking movie about things that aren't even fucking real. Get a life, dorks. Ben trying to alienate all of our uh, superhero movie fans on that one. But uh, no, I mean, the all thing, of our, the thing. All I, of our fans are superhero of- fans. Yeah, all four of them. Um, but, <laughs> no, like, the thing I think about is, is, like, if you think about how many of those, do you still have that top ten list in front of you? Uh, I can get it. Because I'd like to know how many of those, you said six of the top ten are superhero movies. How many of those last ten have come out, or, excuse me, how many of those six of the ten have come out in the last, like, ten, fifteen years? I mean, we'd have to kind of do some research, but I like quickly fire off the list. Number one's Avatar, number two is Titanic, number three is Star Wars The Force Awakens, uh, number four is Avengers of Infinity War, which I think was the last one that came out, um, Jurassic World, Marvel's The Avengers is number six, Furious 7 is number seven, ironically, uh, Avengers Age of Ultron is number eight, Black Panther is number nine, and Avengers Endgame is number ten, so I'd say they're all pretty recent. Okay. Infinity War. Avengers, all that. Yeah. So the thing that's different now is like, I think social media plays a big part because when these movies are coming out, there's so much hype built up around them. 
Like, mm-hmm. they, they start hyping these things, what, like, probably six months in advance, maybe even more? So I'd say so, yeah. Yeah, so, like, there's this long build-up, like, it's going to be the biggest movie of all time, it's this, it's this, it's this, and, like, you know, there's... And plus, this is a... This is, what, the third one in the... Some in the seat in the list or third what? or fourth third or fourth third or so fourth. like like you look at how many Fast and Furious movies there have been. That's another thing. Going back to our talk on TV shows, there's not really original ideas anymore. Like everything is either a, everything is either a remake or a sequel or an adaptation. If it is original, it's probably a Netflix original. <laughs> yeah, well, let's not get into how bad some of those can be. But um, I have enjoyed some of them. I no, I have, I have for sure. Like I liked, uh, what did I like on there? I liked something. I can't remember anymore. But uh, I'm sure I liked at least one of them. One of my favorite shows is a show called Lucifer that got cancelled uh, by the network that it was on, but has been picked up by Netflix to make season four. So I'm pretty pumped about that. Hmm. I happened to Arrested Development, and it sucked. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we've kind of gone on a little too long about this whole movie tangent, but I think there is a there's a silver lining to this. Yeah. We know more about movies than we claim to, surprisingly. And I mean we haven't seen half these fucking movies, but like we've been able to hold a conversation about them. So that means that this tells me that. Yeah. yeah. Movies are a lot more important than they actually seem because we know this like useless fucking information about them. So Yeah, we're just playing some pretty cool ignorance right about now. I'm a fucking hipster, okay? I just, I am not, I don't watch movies because movies are mainstream. I'm kidding. Please, uh, please don't, please don't send a hitman. Please don't send a hitman. Like anybody cares enough to do that. Um, so, uh, let's talk about ourselves for a minute as though we haven't been for the last 40, 30, 35 minutes and 44 seconds. Um podcasting isn't that an interesting concept yeah like i had remarked to you just before we started recording tonight i find uh i find podcasting to be a very self-indulgent uh form of expression and by that i mean this whole podcast came about because one night we were playing video games online and we're having a really interesting conversation and thought that this could be a podcast but it's kind of uh, and for lack of a better word, to me, it seems kind of egotistical to think that you and I having a conversation about general anything would be something that people want to listen to. Um, so, I mean, I don't, I don't think I, I don't paint us as egotistical people. Uh, obviously, that's not for you or I to decide. But uh, it just to me, it seems like a very uh, a vain form of self-expression. It's almost like. It's almost like the uh, audio form of a selfie. That's fair. I think my uh, my first thought when it comes to podcasts is that, well, I mean, on a personal level, like I literally every week put a camera in front of my face and film it as, a, as though somebody cares to watch. And I mean, speaking of that, I got a really funny comment this week, which is just ripping apart my documentary, short documentary I made, which is really fucking funny. And... Uh, Anyways, um, so I have to think to a certain extent, like I like to hear the sound of my own voice. I am a little bit egotistical. And I mean, I guess I have a certain amount of thought that makes me think that my thoughts are important enough to share. But uh, you think about like past generations and how they shared their their thoughts and their like art and shit like that. Um, 
and how creative the mediums that they were using were. And then you look at like half of what the content, I, I don't know how the statistics break down. Let's say half the people who, uh, who exist watch podcasts, right? We're literally talking about like 30 minutes, an hour and a half of just sitting there listening to somebody talk Usually unedited. Usually it's pretty raw. I mean, to a certain extent, there are some that are pretty edited, but they're not always the most interesting things. But uh, it's a little odd. It's a, it's a, I think it kind of ties in with the, the time we're in, though, where there's a lot of um, thought of importance in our ideas and that we need to share them, whether we do or don't or whatever. Um, we just, I don't know, think that our, our opinions matter a lot more than they may, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I, it's pretty cool, though, if you think about, like, the time we live in that, you know, anybody can really have a podcast. Like, there's not really much of a, there's not really limiting factors to having a podcast. Um, like, literally, we record this, I'm recording it just speaking to my laptop. I don't even have a proper microphone, which would likely provide better audio quality for the people who listen to this. But uh, No wonder the viewership is going down. Yeah, no wonder all those comments. Fuck Wolf. <laughs> Sorry, um, but I mean, you know, we're, it's, this is one of the easier ways of, you know, putting yourself out into the world of media. Like, I think that's probably why it's so such a popular medium now, because it's, it's so simple that anyone can really do it. Like, so many people record a podcast just by recording it as like a voice memo on their phone and then just uploading mm-hmm. it. Like, it, it requires pretty minimal effort and minimal equipment to do and you know if you have a topic to talk about which i the whole point of ours is we don't have a topic that's why we don't have a name but you know some people have really topic centered and you know genre centric podcasts that they make and i listen to a ton of podcasts and i'm not quite sure where i was going with this point but uh i think i just was saying that uh you know it's a really easy thing to do and really good way of dipping your toe into you know media expression too i think it's kind of like having your own radio show in some ways like barriers to entry are pretty important i think in this whole aspect too like you think about vloggers and youtube videos and such too like to make a movie to make film before you would need like a full crew because it was so high um the barriers to entry were so high and it was so expensive and now like you can get a camera for a thousand bucks and that's not to say the thousand bucks isn't a lot but compared to what it used to be like several thousands of dollars or even your your cell phone camera most people have cell phones like you can it's always to make video and the same thing kind of applies to this it's like people listen to radio radio is probably one of the most consumed media sources in the world and it's kind of like having your own radio show every week. So I think that's probably why, too, is so easy to, to get into. Yeah, for sure. I'd, I'd be willing to almost say that podcasting is probably a more popular medium than uh, radio broadcasting now. I think you'd be surprised, but I also think that a lot of that is that all cars pretty much have radio. So it's just kind of like viewership that's kind of there from people driving. Okay. So there's that, too, but... Right, but if you think yeah. about it in terms of uh, how often do you listen to the radio when you're not driving in your car? Very rarely, if at all. Yeah, same. Like I, the only, and even Actually, that's not true at work. Right, but that's kind of a, because it's on at your work, right? 
<laughs> yeah, so like I I don't when I'm at home I don't listen to the radio really ever at all. So like if I'm at home I'm either yeah. watching TV or listening to a podcast or listening to music. So I don't listen to the like I, I have a radio. I my alarm clock has a radio. I never use it. So and if my car it exists, yeah, it exists. If my car had the capability to pl- uh, have an auxiliary cord, I wouldn't listen to the radio in my car either. But it doesn't, so that's the only time I ever listen to it. Yeah, I mean, podcasts are a pretty interesting thing. It's it's kind of it's like a it seems like a natural next step in um, in media and in, in consumption of shit like that. So I'm not overly surprised that it happened, and I'm not overly surprised that they're consumed. Because people listen to the radio for hours and hours on end, and people watch movies for hours and hours on end, so it doesn't totally surprise me, I guess. But it is a little bit, like you said, self-indulgent. That was your word. Um, but uh, so be it. I guess people people care. They listen. It's it's, it's out there. So. All right. So that's uh, pretty much everything for today. Today we discussed Russian spy whales and uh, what our spy animal of choice would be. We also had some interesting conversations about movies and television shows. And we came to a conclusion about podcasts that they're a pretty good medium and that they're also a little bit self-indulgent. If you want to follow the podcast on Twitter, you can. It's at noname underscore pod. You can also follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Captain Crunch with a K7. That's Captain Crunch 7. If you have an interest in following me on any social media, you can uh, search up the Ben Collective on Facebook and everything should be there. Hope you guys enjoyed today's episode.